Welcome to the Occult London Podcast. This is a new podcast dedicated to exploring magic, mysteries, and the Kabbalah, as well as other topics. If you like the podcast, please write a review and rate us on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to, as it will really help us to get this message out there. Also, be sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk. Thank you. In today's episode, we will be continuing our discussion on some of the mythological and symbolic aspects of the Zodiac with a discussion on the sign of Cancer. Cancer is one of the most hard to see and inconspicuous signs of the Zodiac, which is also very appropriate given that its main symbol is that of a crab that tends to hide and scuttle into dark corners. The sign of Cancer is a very important one though, as it would have contained the vernal equinox from 8300 to 6150 BC and the summer solstice from 1850 BC to 8300. If you go outside at the time of the solstice, then the sun will be directly overhead. 25 centuries ago, the sun would have been in Cancer at this time, and this latitude became known as the Tropic of Cancer, and it's still known by this to this day, even though due to the procession of equinoxes, it's carried the solstice into Gemini. Cancer in ancient times also used to be the location of the sun's most northerly position in the sky. 20th July to the August the 9th. From the Rashis, the Sidereal, it's July the 17th to August the 16th. And from the tropical calendar, June the 22nd to July the 22nd. It's considered to be the house of the moon, the element of water, and... The attributes of cancer are very much associated with emotion, with sensitivity, empathy and protective love. Colours, obviously it's associated with water, with anything connected with that, so white, watery colours, blues, silvers, etc. And the angel is associated with Muriel, which is an angel that kind of looks after some of our sort of caregiving our deepest aspects of ourselves as well. There's lots of legends about the cancer and its symbolism of the crab. Um, crabs in themselves are quite interesting creatures as they're capable of walking on land as well as water. And although the origin of the crab being associated with this sign is hard to ascertain, some people say that it may be due to the movement of the crab that was thought to symbolise the sun's movement upon entering the sign of Cancer. So when the sun reached the sign of Cancer around June the 21st, it looked like it would stay still for a few days, and then it would start to go backwards again, so a little bit like a crab movement. Another theory says that the reason there is a crab depicted is because 5,000 years ago, when the stars rose before dawn, all the crabs crawled out of the Nile and onto the land. In ancient Egypt, um, there's records dating back to around 2000 BCE. Um, the Cancer constellation was also seen as a scarab or the scarab beetle, which is a sacred symbol of immortality. Um, scarabs are also responsible for pushing the sun across the heavens. And it was also known as the star of the water, which was represented by two turtles possibly due to the fact that when the Nile is at its lowest point, 
there would be lots of turtles on the banks. It also would have had links with Anubis, one of the Egyptian gods closely linked with Sirius, and also with Typhonis, the power of darkness. So there's a big link with this particular sign with transitionary states, the space between the worlds, and the idea of cancer being a link between different dimensions. In ancient Chaldean and Platonic philosophy, this is quite an important theory, for cancer was known as the gate of men. And this basically talks about it being a gateway or a portal by which souls descended from the heavens when they were ready to be born. If we go back 2,700 years ago, the sun would have passed through the cancer constellation during the time of the summer solstice. And then at this point, as we mentioned before, cancer would have been at the apex of the zodiac. As soon as the solstice was over, it appears as if the sun slowly crawls back across the sky like a crab. So it would have been seen as a bridge between the land and the ocean from where all life begins. And it's a creature that lives in both worlds. As we know, the, the opposite sign of cancer is Capricorn, which was also seen as the gate of the gods through which the souls of the dead would ascend back up to the heavens via the spiritual ether and the ladder almost of the seven planetary spheres. This process was described by Porphyry as follows. Theologists therefore assert that these two gates are Cancer and Capricorn, but Plato calls them entrances, and of these theologists say that Cancer is the gate through which souls descend, but Capricorn through which they ascend. When, the, when Christianity became to take prominence, they later developed this idea to include a gate called a manger, which is essentially a portal in the heavens which the Spirit of God descended into the child Jesus and it's quite an interesting idea this kind of gate aspect um, I read an interesting book recently by Gavin White Babylon Star Law Babylonian Star Law which talks about this possibility of the two gates originally being in um, Babylonian in origin and he he says the following I quote in Babylonian tradition, there are actually two entrances to the underworld, each of which is associated with one of the solstices. The wintertime entrance is used by discarnate souls journeying to the afterlife, but the summer entrance located in the region of the crab is used by the spirits of the ancestors when they return to earth to visit their family homes for the great ancestral festival celebrated. It is also the route that the souls of newborn babies use to enter in the world of men. So, yeah, that's an interesting idea that it's this sort of the gate aspect. Moving on to Greek mythology, the sign of cancer is also connected with the story of the Hydra, which is a giant water snake that battles Hercules. According to the Greek legend, cancer or Karkinos, Kartinos, was a giant crab that is meant to have attacked the foot of Hercules while he's engaged in battle with this monstrous nine-headed serpent called Hydra. Hercules is the son of the god Jupiter and a mortal woman, Alcamina, 
and he was basically sent on 12 challenges or heroic undertakings which are known as the 12 labors of Hercules which we will do an episode on at some point. One of Hercules' labors is to slay the evil hydrant, serpent Hydra and Hercules is meant to have had his hands pretty much full with this task um, and there was a crab that basically was attacking him at the same time so every time Hercules cut off one of the Hydra's heads two more grew in its place and they quote from Pseudo Apollodorus who was a Greek mythographer from the second century for his second labour Heracles was instructed to slay the Hydra Lernia the beast was nurtured in the marshes of Lerna. Helicles attacked her and she hung on to him by wrapping herself around one of his feet and he was unable to help matters by striking her with his club for as so soon as one head was pounded off two others would grow in its place. Then a giant crab came along to help the hydra and bit Hercules on the foot. For this he killed the crab. So yeah, I mean the the crab gets a bit of a hard deal there because um, you know, he's just trying to help his mate, the Hydra, and you know he ends up getting attacked as well. The crab's attack apparently is meant to have been instigated by Juno, who is Jupiter's jealous wife, and who was particularly keen on Hercules' destruction. But yeah, the crab unfortunately seals its own doom. Um, because Hercules kills it before he dispatches the Hydra. However, the legend says that Juno was quite pleased with the the crab's attempts, so as a reward, she places the crab's figure in the heavens along with another heroic symbols. And this is described by Pseudo-Hygenius in his Astronomica, who was a Roman mythographer, as follows. Cancer, the crab, is said to have been put among the stars by the favour of Juno because when Hercules had stood firm against the hydra, it had snapped at his foot from the swamp. Hercules, enraged at this, had killed it and Juno put it among the constellations. Other interesting stories about Cancer are that the stars that are brightest in the constellation are known as the Acellus Astralis or Delta Cancer, and Acellus Borealis Gamma. And these are the Arabian Southern and Northern Donkeys. And these, there's some stories about these, but they're meant to have been two asses that are meant to have assisted the gods in battle. And so they get rewarded with a place in the sky. The story goes that when the gods went into battle, the Titans, Hephaestus, Dionysus, and several other gods rode in on donkeys. The Titans had never heard the sounds of donkeys braying and thought that they were monsters and so they, they run and flee the field of battle. And to celebrate and commemorate and reward the donkeys, Dionysus is meant to have placed the donkeys in the night sky on either side of the cluster of stars which the Greeks called the manger from which the asses seem to be feeding. Um, Ptolemy also describes this as a nebula mass in the chest and this kind of it's basically a star cluster now but um, it's known popularly as the beehive or manger and 
this is quite interesting actually because beehive it remembered is, is an important symbol of initiation in the rites of Elysis and also various other sort of magical schools there's another variation of this story where Hera is meant to have driven the god Dionysus insane and as a result he ends up wandering through Egypt and Syria in the throes of madness and in an attempt to recover his sanity to return to normal Dionysus is meant to have visited the oracle of Zeus in Dodona to find a solution and while he was there he comes upon a, a swamp where he finds two donkeys which he subsequently catches and then he proceeds to ride the donkeys through the swamp in order to avoid getting wet and then once he's over there he rewards the donkeys by placing them into the sky so there's quite a few different um, stories about uh, about this particular sign from a magical perspective, the energy of Cancer, um, you know, it comes at the time of the year when it's reached its peak in the summer solstice, the longest day of the year. So it's a time of celebration, of partying, enjoying the abundance and nurturing aspects of, of Mother Nature and her fertility and abundance from which all life springs, really. So the energy of Cancer is very much about nurturing, it's caring for things. Um, it's very much about love and love of food love of like the bounty of the harvest as well to a certain extent um and also you know but very much collect connected with the ocean with watery energy you know the unconscious and the intuitions so this is an energy that is ruled by the moon so we can use this very closely with any sort of psychic work self-reflection fertility or astral work as well also uh, dream work and visualization would work very well with regards to this particular um, energy as well that's what we've got time for but i just wanted to finish up the episode by reading a quote from the cave of the nymphs by the neoplatonist philosopher porphyry which is a really nice passage from homer's odyssey which porphyry essentially kind of inter interprets as being an allegory about the cosmos and the soul and this is on the cave of the nymphs high at the head a branching olive groves and crowns the pointed cliffs with shady boughs a cavern pleasant though involved in night Beneath it lies the Naides' delights, where bowls and urns of workmanship divine and massy beams in native marbles shine, on which the nymphs' amazing webs display of purple hue and exquisite array. The busy bees within the urn secure, honey delicious and like nectar pure. Perpetual waters through the grotto glide, a lofty gate unfolds on either side, that to the north is pervious to mankind, the sacred south to mortals is consigned. Thanks very much for joining us this week on the Occult London podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Please make sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk. Thanks. Good night. <laughs>